If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at CottageBlogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Hello once again and welcome to Vacation Rental Success, episode 84. And with me today, as you've all been waiting for, my friend Matt Landau. How are you today, Matt? I'm good. Have they actually been waiting for us? Oh, gosh, yes. Yes. <laughs> you know, everybody is sitting there with their earbuds in, just waiting for this to happen. Hello? Hello? Oh, <laughs> thought I'd lost you. Hello? Hello? I don't know what happened there. Oh, that was weird. Yeah. I just said, and everybody's there, sitting there, waiting with their earbuds in, waiting to hear you, and you disappeared. <laughs> Whoops. Okay, hopefully that won't happen again. You want to start again? No, you just carry on. <laughs> I'm, leaving the, I'm leaving this all in. <laughs> <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> so, how are you? How is life in Panama? I'm great, Heather. Actually, this week we have a journalist from Al Jazeera who is down documenting Esperanza for a period of like seven days. Wow. Um, So I just got to meet with him this morning. He's really interesting. He's based out of London, but he focuses primarily on um, Central and South America. Um, So that's been an exciting start to my week, and I'll probably get to know this guy over the course of the coming days pretty well. So that's an exciting Oh, that's, that's, that's brilliant. So, so he must be writing a pretty major piece if he's there for a week. Yeah, he's actually doing a six-minute um, little mini documentary. Fabulous. Fantastic. Yes, You're that's... doing such an amazing job. Thank you. And must be really, really fulfilling. It's one of the most challenging things I've ever done, and, and uh, it's most definitely worth it. Nice to have a little bit of... Um, diversification in what you do on a daily basis. And for me, that's just something that um, I really enjoy. Wonderful. Oh, well, we'll look forward to, uh, I'm sure you'll let us know when, uh, when that comes out. Um, hopefully yes. we'll get to see that. That would be great. And how are you, Heather? I am doing wonderfully. Thank you. Um, of course, we had this little discussion before we started the recording about macerating toilets. <laughs> Which, which maybe I should I should explain that um, that just before Matt and I got onto this conversation, I uh, I w- had an email from an owner this uh, this weekend who's uh, who went up to their property on Saturday after the guests had after their guests had just departed, and found that the toilet in their basement was no longer operational. And it looks like something has been flushed down it that should not be flushed down it. And the whole unit is going to have to be replaced at a cost of around somewhere between $1,000 and $1,200. So so now we have this situation where we, we have to go to the guests and and say, you know, unfortunately, this is over to you because these owners make absolutely every effort to ensure that everybody knows you cannot flush these things down um, these toilets, even to the point that uh, in the toilet itself, there are pictures of 
what cannot be flushed away. Fortunately, as we were discussing this morning, there aren't any pictures of what can. But uh, but they do go to every effort to to make sure that uh, their, their guests know. How, how do you feel about that, Matt? You know, there's this whole issue of of having to charge a guest for, for doing something that causes this uh, significant amount of damage. Yeah, that's such a tough one. Um, it's fortunately not something that we deal with often. Uh, for us, those kind of matters are pretty cut and dry. You either uh, broke, you know, a champagne glass or you didn't. Yeah. And if you did break champagne glass, it's very clearly stated that for every champagne glass that you break, it's $5 added to your bill. Um, that's much more simple uh, refund request or extra charge to, to deal with. But in the, in the case of the macerating toilet, boy, um, it's almost like a case-by-case basis because then the question is, like, is broken and that it's the owner's problem, you know? I, th- I think everybody out there, everybody out there listening who has got a septic system and and has these issues is going to understand that um, we we have to, we we educate our guests in every single way possible to say that there are certain things you can do and there's certain things you can't do and if you ignore those then you have to take the consequences unfortunately um, ho- hopefully and I'm quite sure that these these guests will have home insurance anyway and. You know that may or may not cover um, a certain amount of it. We shall we shall have to wait and see. But uh, yeah, it's uh, so. So that was that was my morning. <laughs> that sounds. Um, I won't try to come up with any creative puns, but that sounds uh, not like a very fun morning. <laughs> you know, it's it. Every, every Monday is going to be the same throughout the summer. Um, we'll we'll just arrive at Monday and the. Issues will will come in from over the weekend, and we just, as you say, it's case by case. We we deal with them. Some of them are going to be funny. Some of them are going to be not so funny. And uh, you know, we'll we'll get through it. We'll get through the summer. Fortunately, Saturday was the most glorious weather. So when people we we had eighty odd families going into properties on Saturday, and and it was just lovely weather, and was really not a peep from anybody. So uh, you know. Eight. Families going in, huh? 80, 80 families into different properties. And this is a, that was a quiet week. Wow. So uh, in, in two weeks' time, as we get towards the end of July, um, we're looking at around about 150 um, families wow. a- arriving at properties at 4 o'clock on a Saturday. That's incredible, Heather. And do you do, do, you do a, um, a good job of staying in touch with all those guests when they leave? So are you almost at, like, referral... Uh, or sorry, repeat business heaven at this point because you have so many people coming in and looking to stay next year at roughly the same time. Oh, ab- absolutely. Um, you know that that that's the lifeblood. My my own property. I've I've got my twelve weeks of the high season all rented, and ten families out of the twelve are on their third or fourth visit. So, you know, it's the holy grail. It's just the, the, these are perfect. Because I know them all by name, and um, they come. I leave them gifts. They leave me gifts. It's it's all very lovely. It's just like having friends come to stay. The only difference is they're paying for it. That's almost a perfect segue, Heather, into sort of the larger question 
listing sites fit into the marketing portfolios of successful owners and managers. And I think in your case, you've demonstrated the perfect example of what happens when you can take a guest um, from a listing site or whoever happens to refer them your way, uh, host them, doing an amazing job of, of hosting them in your vacation rental property, and then managing to nurture that relationship, whether it's six months from now or a year from now when they're ready to come back, and they're now entirely in your court, and you can determine how they pay and how you correspond with them and how they check in, et cetera. And I think, like you said, it really is the holy grail, and it's something that you have earned. It's most certainly not something that is granted to any newcomer to the industry. But I think it shows an interesting way how uh, owners and managers can utilize listing sites because they are uh, an extremely important part of our industry, how you can utilize them to sort of bring the ball into your own court, at which point you can kind of run it as you wish, no? Oh, I, 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 totally, I totally agree. And, you know, I feel this question all the time. And one of the questions I'm getting at the moment is how, how do we get more rentals in the low season? And my first question is, have you got your own website? Because if you don't have your own website, just being on a listing site is not, you know, there's nothing you can do to you know, to to create this environment where people want to uh, come and stay with you outside of of the high season because there's just so much out there that for them to look at they'll never find you again yeah and and I would even go as far as to say that um, there's a lot of complaints about the listing sites at this moment there's a lot of um, complaints about the features that are being forced upon uh, users. And I think that's something you want to talk about a little bit later. It's definitely no secret that listing sites are a tremendous um, component of this industry. In a lot of cases, the, the listing site itself has become synonymous with the larger vacation rental movement. I don't think anyone would, um, would argue that for a newcomer, the best way to get started in the industry is to get your property up on a listing site. Some are free, some are commission-based, some charge annual fees. And to see, see what you think. See if you like hosting guests, see if the cash flow makes sense, see if this is a business that you would like to explore. And what I think is the much more important broader theme is that Yes, it is important to test out the waters with a listing site when you're getting started, but you also need to understand if you want to build your vacation rental business over the course of 5 and 10 and 20 and 50 years, you need to be as sustainable and as diversified as possible so that in the case of, for instance, the Book It Now button, which is something I know you wanted to segue into, you're not in a position that, that, in which you're forced to adopt a feature or a component or a style of doing business that you're not comfortable with. And and I know you had um, the article on the book it now button that you wanted to bring up. No. Yeah, it was the, it was um, a posting on LinkedIn by, um, by Richard Vorton from discovery vacation homes. I mean, you've come across Richard before. Uh, I know he's in the, he's in the inner circle and he, he's very, very knowledgeable about the business. I, I met up with Richard at, um, at the Vacation Rental Managers Association last year, and, and he has some very, very clear um, feelings on this whole um, 
book it now situation. So he wrote the art- an article called The Sharples Curve, um, and I'll put a link to that in in the show notes. But um, I think what he's saying in there, and you did you get a chance to read it, Matt? Yes, I did. Yeah. Um, it was interesting that right at the very end, he said you know, he was talking about book it now and the home away strategy to um, to enforce it uh, as we move into 2016. And he's saying that you know the, the, the sort of jury is out at the moment on on whether this really is is going to achieve what home away wants it to achieve. And he says the next six months will definitely determine whether this strategy works, but we'll continue to update the graph until the door shuts behind us all. What do you think he's meaning by that? I mean, it's a loaded article. And I agree with Richard um, in a lot of different ways. Uh, What I think the whole thing is trying to say is that part of uh, the challenge of participating in a brand new movement, a brand new sector of the travel uh, industry, is that you, an early adopter, if you will, um, are responsible for experimentation. And if you want to be pushing the envelope, uh, especially if you're a large has responsibilities to its shareholders, you need to be proactively trying to identify the most profitable, um, sustainable way that your um, business can make the entire process of booking a vacation rental easier. And for that reason, I don't blame the homeways of the world for uh, experimenting with these strategies. And I personally uh, believe that the Book It Now feature is ultimately what's going to work in this industry. Um, what, where I get concerned is that by recommending a listing site to a newcomer to the industry as the de facto way to generate bookings for your property. If you recommend uh, that they get signed up and they enjoy the, the, the business, that's great. But what concerns me is, is making synonymous the, these very uh, platforms with the larger movement as a whole is that we're empowering these very businesses to make these kinds of decisions in our industry in terms of where the industry is going um, themselves. And that's, uh, that can be concerning to people who got involved in the vacation rental industry, um, financial and personal independence, right? You didn't get in it to have a boss telling you how you can communicate with your guests. You didn't get in it um, to tell someone precisely how someone can book your vacation rental home. You got in it to kind of be an entrepreneur and make your own rules and work your own hours, etc. So what I think is kind of deceptive about the majority of the complaining, and I'm not calling Richard's article complaining. I think everything he does is very analytical and, and straightforward. But what um, I think is a little bit off about all the complaining is that we, the owners and the managers who, who made this industry in the first place and those who are actually driving it forward, um, are actually partly to blame because we are putting all of our eggs in the, the home away decision basket. We're expecting them to make the right decision in which direction our industry goes. And that's fine if you're the listing site. And that's fine if you're someone who just wants to ride the immediate wave of vacation rentals. Um, but if you're someone who wants to build an asset, if you'd like to be able to give this home to your children and your children's children, and you'd like to build something that's sustainable, 
relying on one or two or three or even four listing sites as your exclusive marketing portfolio is subjecting yourself to this very kind of experimentation. And unfortunately, you don't have the right, um, if you want to be in control, to be about this particular incident, like Book It Now is such a perfect example, um, because you don't even have the other legs of that table to support your business should the booking, Book It Now feature fail completely, let's say. And I, of course, don't think it will. Uh, but it brings up a much broader topic, and I think it's worth um, really looking into quite deeply in a holistic way uh, if, if we all sort of have the best interest of the industry as a whole in mind. Is there a solution? That, that, that's such a, uh, having said that, that's such a broad question to ask at um, a very young stage in an industry. I thought you were going to say at a very er- early hour in the morning. <laughs> no, it's, uh, you know, you're, you're absolutely right. I think we're all, we're still finding our way and to, to come at it as if this is the be all and end all and that's it. Is, is probably the wrong way anyway um, because there will be other solutions that uh, that come along. But for somebody who is just, let, let's say I have, we, we have a listener here who is who has just started listening. They've just started renting out their home. They probably don't really have much of an idea of what we're talking about anyway. Um, they're, they're just listing on home away. They think that that is the be all and end all. What do you say to them? Um, I say, first and foremost, welcome to the most fascinating travel trend in the world right now. I say, um, be very aware that this is the best way to get yourself started. I say, think about other industries that have not had the luxury of one platform where you can go and pay X amount per month or pay X amount per transaction and get a ton of business that simply doesn't exist in most industries. You know, let's say you were a, um, a barber or a gardener or a baker. There's no VRBO for bakers where you pay X amount of dollars per year or you, and you're, and you're selling bread every single day, all day. Both that luxury never existed in most industries. So for a newcomer to this industry, I would say, don't get jaded into thinking that, this opportunity to get your property booked is a long-term sustainable solution. It may be part of your long-term sustainable solution, but it cannot be the end-all, be-all. And the question is always, okay, what next? What do we do next? And unfortunately, there's not a very clear-cut, checklist-style way that you can go about building a sustainable portfolio. But what I can say is that there's plenty, and Heather, you have a lot of them listening to your podcast. I have a lot of them who sign up for my newsletter as well. There's lots and lots of owners and managers who have begun exploring other marketing avenues. And for some of them, uh, one technique works better than another. And for others, um, you know, hiring out a service to a copywriter, for instance, works better than trying to write it yourself. There's no specific formula, unfortunately, yet that I can say is the de facto way forward. What I can say is that if VRBO was to disappear tomorrow, if if Airbnb were to fall off the face of the planet, God forbid, 
how would you then book your property? And the, the answer to that is not rocket science. It's like a lot of other industries. You'd go about building uh, an identity, a logo and a name, and you'd begin some branding and you'd build a website and you'd do a little bit of social media or maybe you would build a newsletter or maybe you would go out and start blogging. There's all these other ways to go about building a reputation online. And what I would say to the newcomer is that the vacation rental industry is blessed with a very straightforward way for new owners to start generating cash immediately. That's a, the beautiful thing about it. But what's very important to remember is that if you want a sustainable, long-term solution, you need to understand precisely where listing sites fit into your larger blueprint. And that's a really challenging thing for a new newcomer to understand. It's even harder for someone who's been uh, in the industry for five or ten years and has relied solely on those very listing sites because it's all they've ever known. But again, if someone came into the industry tomorrow and there never existed one of these major listing sites, their outlook would be entirely recalibrated, and I think um, in a healthier way. Yeah, it's, it's interesting coming at this from, from an agency perspective because we deal with this you know, all the time, is how do we get our, our inventory out um, and distributed across a wide range of channels but still have control? And you know, we, we we probably struggle less up here in uh, in Canada um, because because of just of the the nature of our, our demographic. It's easier to reach our demographic just by doing our own uh, you know following our own marketing strategy. Um, so you know maybe our way of doing it is a little simplistic, but even so, we we do find it. Uh, hugely challenging. Um, it, it's it's just become even more challenging with um, HomeAway just buying into one of Canada's largest listing sites, Canada Stays, because we now find ourselves in this in this position of of having to go with a model that we were not altogether comfortable with. So you know, it's not just individual owners; it's it's agencies right across the board. And I don't, I don't think it. Ha- I think it comes with time. Right? You've got years in the industry, you're starting to search out for alternate solutions, alternate ways you can begin generating bookings. And I don't think a newcomer is all really forced into that predicament at the beginning, because at the beginning, it's great, you're getting bookings. Um, but just like you said, it's really, really important to utilize these listing sites for what they are great for. And, and again, I'm not one of these guys that bashes listening sites simply because I think it's the best thing that's ever happened to our industry. Um, I just think it's very important over time as an owner or manager begins to look at the sustainability of their lead sources. And like we mentioned earlier, your um, nurturing of repeat guests is a huge one. The ability to take a client who comes to you cold from VRBO and turn them into a lifeline, a lifetime client who's coming back year after year with their family that is a sustainable model because they're now in your court. And I think it's just really important that everyone is very aware of that whole thing. Uh, You begin bashing a listing site or bashing a feature, it's important to recognize where that fits in the larger context of the sustainability of your business. Yeah, great points. And uh, to to a certain degree, it's... Uh, and once again, talking from my own personal perspective, there's there's a little bit of a fear of the unknown. 
and and fear of change and and that's pretty standard and natural right across the board you know every everybody has that fear of of change but once it it happens it's quite amazing how you get into the flow so you know it'll just be interesting to see how it how it goes and as as richard says the ne- next 6 months will probably determine whether you know whether this strategy is really going to work so we shall wait and see we shall. I, I unfortunately don't use the listing site, so I won't really be impacted one way or another, but I do look forward to um, hearing what people think. So I just want to move on to, a, to another issue, just something that really, really interested me recently, and that was there was two incidents that happened, Once, one in Calgary back in April, and that was um, a, a guy who booked a property via Airbnb and subsequently and and this this blew me away brought in a busload of 100 partygoers and trashed the apartment to a tune of $150,000 now airbnb are picking up the tab um that they have an insurance policy they'll be covering that that damage um then in another incident that happened in toronto just a week or so ago a couple of weeks ago this was a booking via HomeAway. And I'm going to put the links to both the articles because it, it speaks to um, screening in, in a lot of ways in both incidences. But this second one, a uh, guy books the apartment for the following night or for a you know, very, very late notice. Two guys who were not in the original um, booking turn up to take over the apartment and then they break into a locked room and steal large amounts of jewelry and um and other items and on this case HomeAway are saying no we don't get involved with this this is what insurance covers you know you're you're if you're a homeowner who's renting out you have insurance and that's what it covers what do you reckon to that Matt what's what's your take and I know what what mine is, and, and I'll come to that, but I'd love to hear your opinion. My gut instinct says that you are the owner or the manager of the property. You take responsibility. You've simply used one of these listing sites as a marketing um, arm in order to get the guest into your property. And unfortunately, due to the amount of volume that you may very well be moving through your, your doors, you're bound to have bad apples, and this is nothing new to the hotel industry. The hotel uh, industry would never go ahead and, and accuse a marketing um, agency that they've used if a client was to throw a giant party in the hotel room. They'll take full responsibility for it. But where the line begins to get blurred is, the, is in the way that a homeway, in this case, uh, is A, structuring the act, but who on behalf on whose behalf is the booking taking place, um, how they're structuring the commission, it, it, in, without going into too much detail, how much of a role they're taking in this experience. And it sounds to me like we're starting to get close to an area where it's like, okay, you know, as Mr. Listing Site, you're taking so much of the, of the, the lead here on all these different initiatives and all these different components of the stay, but when it comes down to this, you're not interested in helping out. And I think, again, this is one of those, those things that the industry is so new that we're going we're gonna to have to figure out the hard way. And it's going to take 
a large handful of these kind of um, incidents, I think. I know it's the worst kind of press that uh, Airbnb or a home away can imagine, but I have a feeling there's going to be a lot more in store as more and more tr mainstream travelers begin staying at vacation rentals. It's something that happens. Oh, yes. And, and, and it does happen. It happens, you know, a, a lot on a much smaller scale that the, that the uh, press doesn't pick up on. Um, I, you know, my take is very similar to yours. In the, in the old days, when we used to advertise in a newspaper or in print advertising, we would never have gone to the advertiser know that if I was advertising my property in the Toronto Star and somebody came along, you know, I paid the Toronto Star the, the money for my ad and somebody came along and trashed my place, um, who I'd accepted as a guest, I would have not have dreamt of going back to the Toronto Star and blaming them and asking them for any compensation. So when the listing sites came along, it was basically classified ads online absolutely the same. I, as, as the client, I had paid for my advertising space. I had put my ad up there and, and all I was paying for basically was for them to host that ad. But once they get into using the word commission, it takes it into a different sphere. Um, they're almost becoming, uh, as, as we are in, in our, in our business, we're a rental agency we charge our owners uh, a commission and for that we market their property. We take the bookings, we collect the money and we screen the guests. So we ensure as far as possible that the guests that are going into those properties are not going to um, create any form of damage that is going to hit the media. So there is this blurred, this blurring now of, of this line between, you know, are they just uh, the classified ad section or are they actually moving to a role of property manager? Yeah, and I think that's something they're trying to figure out too. And as you can see, Airbnb has decided, decided to handle this particular incident one way. HomeAway has decided to handle this particular incident in a different way. Um, but again, I think it just adds an entirely new X factor to the equation when you as the owner or manager who really should be taking full responsibility for anything that happens on your premises, um, it brings into question how much of a role do these larger sites have in the, the well-being of our, of our asset. Yeah, and it's that that's a really interesting – it's just an interesting question and it's, it's one that uh, that will be – ongoing for for well as long as it takes i guess uh, and until we we all iron out our responsibilities and roles and make it very clear who does what but you know for me as as an owner and as a manager it really comes back down to the fact that we are individuals running our own businesses when we rent out our properties and we have to take a certain amount of responsibility. I, you know, I, I looked at the Toronto incident and I couldn't see what screening was, was there. The, um, the, the guy came along, he wanted to rent it for the following day, which is always a huge red flag. And, and then two guys turn up who 
don't even appear to be related to this guy and she lets them in. You know, I, I, I feel for the owner, I really do, that she she had this issue. But the other thing is, is why would you leave that amount of large amounts of jewellery and money in your home that you're renting out anyway? Lots of, lots of stuff being raised on that one. Yeah, the, the jewellery thing is also very strange. I think when we, when we ask ourselves these kinds of questions, and I think, Heather, you and I are going to be asking a lot more of them over the, the coming years, we always need to look at, A, the fact that this is such a new industry and these things are going to begin happening more and, off, more and more often. And B, what are the, holist, what are the whole, holistic ways to solve the problems? And it might take a while, but for me, the answer, needs to, the, the answer lies in identifying the true root of this problem. It has to do with the book it now button. It has to do with the, um, the guest who's throwing the party. It has to do with the person who's asking for the, the refund because the macerating toilet <laughs> goes haywire. Ultimately, this industry is most powerful. It has the most traction when independent owners and managers are at their peak and are able to operate to the best of their ability. Do there need to be some uh, implementations of standardization? Very well, maybe. But in the end of the day, we need owners and managers taking responsibility, taking control, understanding where they fit in the bigger, much broader vision of where this industry is going, and ultimately make the decision as to whether this is a good idea or it's a bad idea or how we should actually handle it with those things in mind. I think it's a very, very um, deep question to begin thinking about, but it's going to come up more and more. And, and I think something tells me that all the owners and managers would ultimately arrive at the same conclusions. And for that reason, I think it's just incredibly important that we all have very clear glasses on and we all have very clear perspectives, you know? And, and I know you are going to be continuing to lead everyone into this next phase. I shall try. <laughs> I may fail. <laughs> Matt, we've, this has been a great conversation. Um, little, little bits, little, few little ins and outs here as our connection um, failed on us once or twice. But, uh, but we still managed to have what I think is a very, very interesting and engaging conversation as ever. I just love getting together like this. I mean, Heather, for me, it's an absolute pleasure. There's not a whole lot of people that have the, the clout and the amount of years in this industry as you have so dutifully put in. So for me, it's an absolute pleasure. Well, we will uh, we will get together very very soon. I'm quite sure over the next uh, couple of months. Um, and so so for now, Matt, just um, just thank you so much for your insight. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you again. My pleasure, Heather. Good luck with the macerating toilet. <laughs> thank you very much. So that was great, Matt. Thank you so much once again for joining me. It's always. Uh, as I just said, always such a great pleasure to to hear Matt's perspective uh, on the business. So that's uh, that's it for this week. Uh, as we move into yet another week of our high season, one by one, they begin to fall fall by the wayside. We're almost into the middle of of July, and uh, I hate to do this, but really, you know, it's only seven weeks to the end of high season. Um. The fall is my most favourite time of year 
but it's still, you know, I, I know I still should not be wishing away the summer, but it seems to be that uh, that's what I'm doing at the moment, just given it's it's so busy and I just really struggle to find the time for all the other things that I really want to get my teeth into at the moment. But uh, it's going to happen as we get into August. It'll begin to slow down a bit and, you know, I'll, I'll have that additional time to explore some of the other things that uh, that have struck my interest. I'm, I download courses all the time. I'm always buying new courses because I always want to learn new stuff. So, uh, so that that's my excitement for when the for when the season begins to slow down it means i can start doing some of these courses one of them is is a photography course and it's about how to use um the raw function on the camera and then um create you know create f- uh, photos using um adobe lightroom um so can't wait to get on with that. I've I've had a have had a go at it and I have to say some of the photos, fo- you know, I will not ever go back to using um to to just taking pictures in JPEG format anymore. I it will always be raw. So um so I'm able to manipulate them myself. So uh so that's something to look forward to. Anyway, as ever, if you've got any comments to make, I'd love to hear from you. You know, leave leave a uh, a comment on the show notes at uh, cottageblogger.com forward slash VRS084 um, or email me at heather at cottageblogger.com. And I know I'm a little bit outstanding with in replying to some of the messages I've had recently, and I do promise I will be getting to them very, very soon. Um, just uh, trying to capture myself some time here. So thank you once again for joining me. Uh, It's always so nice to know that there are people. It's always so nice to know I have listeners who who download the uh, episodes every single week. Um, So thank you. I really, really do appreciate it. And I will talk to you next week. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over. But don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business. Oh,